On today's episode, we have Jeannie Harris. She's a registered dietitian and board certified health and wellness coach. Jeannie's focus on physician performance nutrition combines her professional expertise as a dietitian with her personal experience of being married to a surgeon and as a competitive endurance athlete. Specifically, her practice helps women in medicine meet and exceed the unique set of nutrition requirements their jobs demand. By optimizing nutrition and creating a healthy relationship with food, her clients are able to focus on their practice and still have enough energy to enjoy life outside of medicine. You can find Jeannie on Instagram at Jeannie Harris, the letters RD. So Jeannie, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let's kick this off and talk about where you started and share with us where you are now. Sure. So I got a bachelor's degree in English and I always loved nutrition and I grew up running and cross country skiing competitively and had some kind of like health bumps along the way. And nutrition was always such a big and important part of that. And so I ended up going back to school to get a master's degree in nutrition. And the whole time I kept saying, I want to, you know, start my own business. I really want to start my own business. And I graduated and worked for about five years in outpatient clinical settings. And then also as a health coach and always in the back of my mind was that I want to start my own business. So I started listening to Libby's podcast too long ago. (laughs) And I finally, actually when everything with COVID started, it felt like I finally had more time to dedicate. And so I got started and I never really believed that you could build a business through Instagram. And after her program and getting started showing my face, I've realized that it's entirely possible, which is really exciting. So now I still work full-time at my health coaching job. And then I'm also trying to and working on building this business. Yeah, there are so many career changers in our community. So many. I myself also have an unrelated bachelor's degree and decided to go back to school so I can totally relate. But I loved hearing how you had this itch and you knew you wanted to get into this, start your own practice, but you just didn't have that push. And then all of a sudden COVID comes. What a time to really go after all the things that you've been wanting to do. So thanks so much for sharing your journey. I know a lot of people are going to be inspired by hearing how you got started. So now that you have started showing your face, as you mentioned, and putting yourself out there in a space that you didn't even know was possible in terms of building a brand and making money, let's talk about the types of clients you're now attracting. Uh, What is your current niche? So I'm working specifically with women in medicine. And kind of the reason I got started there is that my husband is a surgeon. And so just living with him has really shown me, you know, there's a huge amount of pressure, long hours, exhausting hours, food is a really big part of it. And then also I worked in a head and neck clinic for three years and I loved it. And I watched, you know, all of these nurses 
MAs, physicians take such outstanding care of their patients, but they never had time to take care of themselves. And so I was really inspired to find a way to support them and to take something that I feel like nutrition has become so complicated and to try to dial it back and simplify it for them so that instead of kind of fighting against nutrition, they can actually use it to support their practices and to boost energy and actually thrive in their jobs. Jeannie, you are so lucky. You had real life market research handed to you because you know how big the dietitian boss method is on market research and gathering data and really understanding your IC. So I love that you essentially had all of this observational data and you were able to see how much energy and effort these women were putting into their patients, but they weren't supporting themselves. And you know, the power of nutrition and being able to do that. So kudos to you for noticing that and writing it all the way through to social media. That's so great. So great. So can you share with us, if at all, your niche evolved? Was there another group that you were thinking about working with? Or is this where you just started and you just went with it? So I started more specifically focusing on the outcome of weight loss. I have a ton of experience working with weight loss and just, you know, listening to the market, like you were saying, doing some market research. I was hearing a lot of weight loss, but kind of in the back of my mind, I kept hearing and also thinking it was almost like weight loss was the byproduct that people were asking for. And they really wanted to start with eating better through the day to have more energy, to prevent that like ravenous feeling after work. When you want to go home, you're starving and you like eat the refrigerator. (laughs) So essentially based on what I was hearing from my market, I started to pivot my message and it feels really fun because I really see these women almost as endurance athletes. So, you know, maybe they have eight hours where they can't eat or they're doing a surgery and they have to have increased concentration, focus, balanced blood sugar is super important. And they've trained for years to do this job. And so it kind of allows me to draw on my background of sports, sports nutrition. And I feel like I'm able to serve the population in a really unique way and kind of spin a little bit on sports nutrition. Because in many ways, I really do think that they have a lot in common with endurance athletes. I totally love that you were able to weave together all your expertise to basically create a program that really, really supports what they need. I really also enjoyed hearing you say that you had an original idea of weight loss being the outcome, but when you really took a step back and really listened to the market, weight loss was the byproduct, as you said, and what they really wanted was energy, which totally makes sense out of all the different populations who are really looking to make a change with their nutrition, surgeons are ones who need to be energized. They're on their feet. They're doing a lot of things. So I love that you figured what they really needed first, not what they needed second or third or fourth or fifth. So 
very, very insightful. And I would like to now talk a little bit more about how starting this business and being able to speak to these women and provide them energy has shaped your private practice. You said you started off with the dream of having it. Now that you have it now, would you like to share with us any more details than you already have about what really led you to take action getting started here? Honestly, I started with a website and I wasted so much time on it and it didn't do anything for me. And so the more I listened to Libby's podcast and heard all of these inspiring stories of these really intelligent women taking action and doing it for themselves made me think, hey, you know, I could probably do this too. And I think at a certain point when my website, you know, just took hours of time and produced no leads, I was like, hey, I have to, I need to try something new. Yeah. Embarking on this journey, you can end up on various paths. You could end up on, I need a website. And you're like, wow, this was totally not the path I needed to end up on. And then you could end up on, I can create a free account on Instagram. And you're like, this is totally cooler, easier. The path is well paved, so much easier to find clients. So I'm glad you were able to find this path and be able to pursue your dream of private practice. Yeah. And I think too, just to add to that, that it's being comfortable going at your own pace. So I'm definitely building to posting five times a week. Showing my face has been something that's been really tricky for me and talking on stories, but it's fun. Definitely when you attract clients and when you talk to clients, that's motivating. And then setting really clear, smart goals has been super helpful. And then just realizing that it's not necessarily your speed, but it feels so good to finally be heading in the right direction. Yeah, to be able to head in the right direction is, that's all you really need to do to really get going. It's just to get there and start. So can you share one or two tips for the listeners for how to start on their path of building this no like, and trust factor on social media? Yeah, I think something that stood out to me with the no like and trust factor was definitely showing my face. And then for me, showing my husband in photos in scrubs, I need to do it more. But I think it's able to show the connection of why I really want to help and support this population. So that's been super helpful. Consistency, I see it actually when I'm not consistent is when it's clear that consistency works. That's a big one. So I think those two are definitely the biggest tips. And I know a lot of dietitians are like this and I would categorize myself, you know, right there with them, but it doesn't have to be perfect. So just doing it. And I think that lends to building trust through consistency because sometimes you have to let go of the fact that you know, maybe it's not the perfect post or it's not the perfect story, but you're just showing up. And that really, I think, builds that no like, and trust. I a thousand percent agree with you. What an incredible response. Like to give you guys an example of just getting over perfectionism, like I've often uploaded text with different sizes and I'm like, you know what? It's fine. 
you know, like it, it was supposed to be all 23. There's some 18s, there's some 16s. I'm like, you know what? It's out there in the universe. That's fine. You just got to yeah. move past it. So you got to listen to her. Don't get caught up on being a perfectionist. Instead, take her advice, be consistent, show your face. Don't worry if the font colors are different, font sizes are strange. Just go for it. Exactly. And now on the topic of money, now that you have grown your practice and you have gotten to the point where you're attracting your ideal client, can you share with us how much money you have made and what's your next money goal? Yes. So to date, $4,200. And my long-term goal <laughs> is 10000 a month. Amazing. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. It just feels like, again progress in the right direction. Oh, for sure. 4,200 that those are big numbers. 4,200 and your goal is 10,000. Yes. Awesome. And what have you done so far with this? Would you say that this has helped alleviate any bills? Have you put it towards something really important, like a trip or something you've been saving for? What has this money afforded you? Honestly, it's the opportunity to leave my full-time job and then just to contribute in a more meaningful way to my household. Yeah. Those are some big goals to be able to escape the nine to five. And yes. Bills. <laughs> Who doesn't want to adult and pay some big bills? Yeah. Well, you're definitely on track to do that. I can't wait to hear an update when you hit your 10,000, when you hit 10,000, what do you think you're going to do? Is there like a crazy dance? Are you going to do something wild? That's a great question. Probably leave my full-time job Love and it. then just save money. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I look forward to seeing that post where you're like waving goodbye, doors behind you. You're like, bye. I'm also very much looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> So I would love for you now to share a bit of your money story. A lot of people who want to start their, their private practice have some of those initial thoughts, like you mentioned earlier in our interview. They didn't think it was possible to make money on social media. They've been in situations and work environments where they often can't get money if they ask for a raise and things of that nature. So can you share with us your money story and what beliefs you had about money and how that's changed now that you're seeing what's possible and being able to break through any of those limiting money beliefs you had before. Sure. So when I first graduated and started working in marketing, my salary was actually higher than it's ever been working with a master's in the field of dietetics. And to be honest, you know, that's something I always found frustrating. And I think I share probably the similar sentiment and experience of asking for raises, not feeling supported or really valued in many positions. And so I kind of knew that there was more out there. And what's been exciting is when telling people prices, they're totally willing to pay for it. It's their health. They see it as super valuable. And so it feels like there's quite a lot of room to grow. And as demand increases, also increase prices accordingly. Yeah, I love that. In spite of that difference in pay coming from a marketing background into a field with a master's degree, you're seeing what's possible. I hear the hope and I, I love that because a lot of people need to hear that because it's not 
it's not uncommon for people to compare dietitian salary to a physician assistant or nurse or people who have like equal amount of education and they're like why is this gap there but for you you can see that through private practice and already getting forty two hundred dollars the potential to be able to make that master's degree make you feel value and also return your investment in yourself and your education yes student loans <laughs> <laughs> i know they're looming they're looming like a dark cloud yeah but, so it's really good <laughs> yeah but we have a plan for that and that's using social media to grow your business so can you walk us through your experience to use social media so you can make the big bucks to leave your job and pay down those loans yeah so i would say you know from the dietitian boss coaching program it's definitely, I realized how important it is to narrow down to a specific market, learn how to speak to that market, show your outcome, and then be really clear with your offer so that you're not confusing your audience. And as you're progressing incrementally, you know, advancing your offer as well. Man, you, that was like the perfect cliff note summary of the program. I love it. <laughs> There's a lot more to it, but I will say you did a wonderful job succinctly explaining the power of this program, but you're absolutely correct. Some of the most important parts is definitely getting really specific and narrowing down who you're talking to, showing the outcome in every, every post and having an offer for those people that are attracted to all the messaging that you're putting out there. So Thank you so much for sharing those insights. So you mentioned that you've learned a lot being in this program and the importance of marketing and being able to attract people. And a lot of that obviously comes with creating graphics and having captions that complement them. So can you share with the listeners what your Instagram feed looked like before you started the program compared to now? I'm laughing because I've heard so many other women that have gone through this program or were in, you know, my coaching group say similar things, but I used to post really random photos on random occasion that like I found to be interesting and maybe some of my friends did, but they didn't demonstrate any outcome. There was no call to action. And now I have like a really clear plan. And what's been really amazing is all the support and accountability with content creation. So, you know, you have ideas in your head, but getting feedback is so valuable. Just another opinion or other opinions. And then it's also motivating to continue to keep making content when you see that progress. So before it was random, now I'm working on a system, but it feels really good. And it's easier too, because you're actually just, you know, recreating what's working rather than reinventing the wheel every single time, which feels draining. And I remember too, when I first started, you know, sometimes a post would take me like two hours to create and I would write a caption honestly for another two hours. And then somewhere along the way, as part of the program, I remember at one point Libby saying, you know, don't spend more than 10 minutes on these captions. And so I've started to set timers so that it's actually effective. It's a boundary for myself and it ties into that perfectionism of, okay, at a certain point, this is good. My message is clear. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so many jewels that I hope everyone has a bag and you collected them as she just <laughs> shared all those amazing words of wisdom because man, where do I start? Let's start with the content drain. You brought up so many great points. You have to escape perfectionism. You need to just get the graphic done, set boundaries for your content because that's just going to help you get it out quicker get it out consistently. You mentioned so much about what really matters in this is really being consistent and being able to be in a program like this affords you an opportunity to get feedback. So you're not staying in your own head. You're not getting trapped and getting opinions from fellow dietitians, those other health coaches and professionals within the group offers you such a unique perspective to get you unstuck, which is so, 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 so powerful. But yeah, you're so right. It is a drain. I remember it taking a good three and a half hours to do both for myself. And I'm like, what was I doing? Really, though? <laughs> yeah. But it's normal, too. And then you look back and you're like, okay, it feels really good to be past that. Past oh, that yeah. part. For, for sure. It's a learning curve. But you know, we embrace the curve all the way around. It's awesome. And in regards to sales, so obviously when you start creating content, you're not creating like random photos, you're not just posting at random times, you're not not providing a call to action. So now that you've gotten a system, you have a framework, people are reaching out, you've made money. Can you share with us how you approach sales and how your mindset has evolved around doing sales calls? Yes. I love the sales calls. When I moved. So I'm currently living in Pittsburgh and we moved here for my husband's job. And that's when I started working as a health coach. And they actually, my current employer paid for all of us, like when we were hired at the same time to go through a board certification in health and wellness coaching. And it was actually incredibly beneficial. So a year long of trainings, all of our sessions are recorded and audited. And we receive feedback and mentoring on them, which has been fantastic. So I love the sales calls. I think it's a really fun conversation. Someone wants to work with you. I like this position because I love connecting with people. So for me, it's really the content creation and the marketing. And then once I get the call, I couldn't be more excited for it. I love that. You you guys need to listen to her. Jeannie says these are fun conversations. Fun. I love that. And you go into it excited because you're about to have a fun conversation. It's all about framing. It's whatever you say it is, it will be. If you think it's stressful, if you think it's miserable, then it will be. But if you frame it as a fun conversation, like she said, it's so much easier. Such, such, such good info. Thank you so much for sharing that. And the last thing I would love for you to share with people, and you talked about this earlier, it's something you're also working through yourself, is what advice would you give someone who's scared to show their face and show up so they can start getting those leads and jumping on those calls and reaching all the money goals that they have for themselves? What some tips do you have? Just to do it. And then if you feel uncomfortable, setting those time boundaries around it can be super helpful because you can re-record and work on a story for far too long. And I think the data proves what's effective. So I think nutrition is a lot like this, but you can try something new. It's an experiment. And if it doesn't work, then pivot and switch. And I think it's the same for something like this. 
So if you're scared, do it, see if it works. If it works, keep going, build on it. And if it doesn't, then try something else. But that's what I've noticed that being consistent, showing your face, that's what works. So the experiment is worth it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Those are perfect, perfect words to end this podcast on. And as a reminder, you guys, you can find Jeannie on Instagram at Jeannie Harris, the letters RD. Thank you so much, Jeannie. Yeah, thank you. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.